welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. pleased to bring you another fun episode of Moms Who Say the F Word. We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. On with the show. All right, so before we get started, there was one big elephant in the room I wanted to just address is that any of you that have actually been following us religiously, don't actually know if there's any of you out, you'd like that out there, but possibly, you would have noticed that we took a couple weeks on a break. Um, I hope you kind of understand where we're coming from when we say that just because of quarantine and COVID and the place that we're at in our lives right now. Um, Always trying to come up with decent um, content for you is can be kind of stressful. So we decided to give ourselves a little break, which may happen here and there as the year goes on. Um, But just so y'all know, that's the dealio. Or we're just fucking lazy. I don't know. <laughs> we are lazy. There's that too. No. I was trying to be nice about it. Jeez. I know. No, we're not lazy. It really is hard coming up with stuff, though, every week. And um, that's relatable, I guess. You know what I mean? Because Lord knows, if you listen to this podcast, our episode 41, let me say that, um, if you listen to it in like 2025, well, it's not going to be relatable at that point. And sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it'll be like a time capsule. <laughs> Yes, yes, it'll be a time capsule for this crazy time that we're going through. So I don't know about you, Courtney, but I have been kind of um, obsessed with watching things on Facebook, right? And specifically, oh, and Instagram, um, specifically candy making videos from Australia. Um, so I, <laughs> I had jumped at that bandwagon a little while back, but I don't, I do YouTube. I know you don't do YouTube, so mm-hmm. I got really obsessed with watching this one candy maker. They were not from Australia. It was it was an American place. So I could tell they didn't have like accents, but the uh, the guy stretching the candy and stuff. I just would sit there and stare. Yeah, because it's, it's so soothing. Memorizing. Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. ooh, and how far is he going to stretch it this time? <laughs> right. This is where we're at in life that we are watching yep. things stretch and we're mesmerized by them. But um, yeah, so I've been kind of obsessed with that, and I, I think the company is called Sticky. Um, but it's kind of fun. They go live, I think, every single day while they're making candy, and you can buy the candy too. So. There's that. Um, Another thing that I'm obsessed with in this quarantine time has been HelloFresh. And no, they are not a sponsor. I wish they were. But I'm totally obsessed with that. Uh, I used to be a subscriber to Blue Apron and no knock to them um, at all because their food was really, really good too. But HelloFresh is like more... And I'm a cook. Let me me put that out there. I do cook quite a bit. Courtney knows this. Um... But, like, I felt like the recipes with Blue Apron were slightly more time-consuming. And I'm like, why am I am I dumb? Like, I, why can't I get this right? Like, it just the time frames were off. And HelloFresh, I feel like, is way more on point. Like, if it says 30 minutes, it does take truly 30 minutes. But the flavors have been epic. Like, they are just full of bursts of flavors. And if that's your thing, I say highly suggest going with HelloFresh. If you are more like a steak and potatoes type person and you don't like to venture out, it's probably not for you. So I just want to put that out there. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Every week is fun for us because we get a new, you know, palette of flavors every single week. And it's been fun. How many meals comes in one box? Um, So it, you kind of... um 
navigate that yourself. And I know for you it wouldn't work because you have like a family of like well, yeah, five. So <laughs> right. So we had this conversation about about HelloFresh or Blue Apron or pretty much any of those meal planning like box kind of things. Yeah. Is that typically they stop at a family of four. Yeah. Yeah. So does HelloFresh. Because I looked at right. I looked into it after you had asked me about it. I'm like, oh, shit, she's right. There's only a family of four, which, you know, yeah. some people have like tribes like you. They should have tribe. the tribe oh level. <laughs> Three kids is like so average in my mind. Like if I had gone through with the idea of having a fourth, thank you to my youngest minion for telling me that that wasn't a good idea. Um, I would have more of a tribe, but I have six technically because my mother-in-law lives with us. So yeah. if I ever look at those kind of things, cause it is super interesting to me and because I'm not a cook, everyone should know that. I know Paris <laughs> knows that. Um, if you give me something that literally has everything measured out and very specific steps, I could follow that and probably come up with some really good meals, but I'm not going to buy two boxes. That's so expensive. That's so, yeah, that is a lot of money. So I don't know. So HelloFresh, if you guys are out there listening, you guys need to up, like at least have two, four and six. If you're going to go buy like how many people in the household, they should have up to at least six people in my opinion. Cause then they'd be making more money anyway. I don't know why they well, don't do that. I, I wouldn't think it would hurt them. Right? right. Like I feel like it wouldn't hurt anything. Cause it's not like they're, I would assume they're not committing food to those boxes before people have purchased them. Uh uh-uh. But then, okay. So my friend who got me to sign up uh, for HelloFresh, she has a family of just three. Right. So she ends up buying for four. Four. Because so she ends up getting leftovers, which is fine with her. She just eats it for lunch, which that works out. But, you know, they really should have it. Anything over the number two, you should be able to choose like the actual number in your household, in my opinion. But, you know, Mm. whatever. I I wasn't I wasn't part of that focus group. So they didn't ask me. Just letting you know. Um, Netflix has been my jam, obviously, and everybody else, I'm sure. So I watched that uh, Sweet Magnolias. But now, since that's over, I watched that like three three times in a row. Not kidding, the whole season. Like just kept binging it for whatever reason. It was on rotation. Now I'm obsessed with Heart of Dixie. And I'm going to move. I'm going to move to a small town. Like, finally, come up here. <laughs> I win. <laughs> it's been six years. And I, I still remember when I first moved and you gave me so much crap about it, but you had moved one time before, but you came back. Yes. And I'm never coming back. And we are very clear on the fact that I'm never coming back. So if anything is going to fix this whole distance situation, it's going to be you moving here. I can't Just do saying. it, though. I think there's a, like a Southern charm to these shows that I'm watching because they both take place in the South. And um, those small towns, so I don't know. I don't know. But your your town is really cute, actually, I have to say. It's got that little, it's not like a town square, but kind of. It's kind of a town uh, square. It's our, yeah, it's our old town. It's it's old buildings. A lot of them are, are original from, what, like the 1800s or whatever, when the, when the town was built originally. Mm-hmm. And so those are still there, and it does have a very small like old town feel but that's because that's where i live specifically in the town you can live elsewhere and it feels like a slightly bigger town because there's bigger neighborhoods and bigger houses and all that but i like the small town feel that i get from my little section yeah no your little town is super cute um but they don't have that southern charm you know what i mean i don't know friend i've got i have a good friend that lives in the south and her take on the south is it's not like it's portrayed in movies so i i do wonder i i'm i've 
been to New Orleans. Mm. I think that's about as south as I've gone. I'm trying to think. I've been to South Carolina. I've been to North Carolina. And not saying these places are bad places. Not yeah. at all. But they make it always seem so... Like when you watch shows like Heart of Dixie, which I have not watched, or Sweet Magnolias, which I, I want to watch, but I'm afraid it's going to depress me. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, they always make them out to be like, just so friendly and so there to help everybody and all that. And then I talked to a girlfriend that lives in like a small Southern town and she's like, yeah, no, no, uh, uh-uh. it's not like that. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know what to believe. So um, I don't know if I think I'd it take depends. I re- honestly think it depends. So I've had the pleasure of living in the South at one point in my life. And, um, I remember being a California girl, um, being a little put off by how friendly they were. Because I'm like, why do you want to know anything about me? I just met you. Like, why do you want to be friends well, with California me? people aren't like that. Right. <laughs> right. Like, they don't know each other's neighbors. I told you. I've, I think I've said it on this podcast before where sweet little Mrs. Barnham. Barnum? Barnum. Um, she came over with the collard greens. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, she hates us because these things are horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> but she was she was really sweet. It's like someone bringing you a fruitcake. Yeah, I'm like, what? She did that. She did oh. that. <laughs> That's so funny. She hated you. Yeah, no, she hated yeah. you. Like That's the couple it. Christmases that we were in that house, she brought us um, fruitcake. That was her jam. But. Um, yeah, that's so funny you mentioned that. I have not thought about that woman. I mean, I guess we did talk about her, but, like, the fruitcake situation. Those things are horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. All they're good for is bowling. <laughs> so it's funny you bring up New Orleans. I was just having a conversation with my husband this morning about New Orleans and how it was established in 1718, I believe. And then I was like, well, shit, how old is New York? Friend, New York is, like, uh, the 1600s. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so of course then my small mind needed to go look up. Well, I wonder when Vegas was established. Oh, please. 1905. Yeah, like when did the mob move there? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, oh. Not not so old. I mean, the company I work for is only uh, four years younger than that. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, four years younger. So I was like, wow, that's kind of insane. Like, New, mm-hmm. I mean, New York, New Orleans, all these cities you think about. But, wow, New York, 1600s. I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. But um, I did my good deed for today. I just want to Love put it that. out there in the universe. I saved a baby bird. I How did that. How did you that. do that? Okay, so I know you know this from um, doing all your gardening bullshit that you do. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a peach tree. And to be honest, I kind of hoped that the thing would die. Um, so I didn't have to deal with it. Yes, I'm that person. But you got a bunch of peaches from it this year. Oh, my year. God. So many. Okay, but here's why. We finally, because last year it got a bunch of peaches, but all the fucking birds ate it. Like, yeah. they just, I, I mean, they went to town on that tree. So we got no peaches last year. This year we got one of those net things, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that. But so we've gotten quite a bit of peaches off of it. Well, I was walking by my window this morning, and I see a bird in the net. Like he is trapped inside the tree. So I had to like wiggle the tree and the netting around to like get him out of there. Because I felt bad because I'm like, he's going to die. So do I want to watch him die? Or because that's, you know, old Paris. That's exactly who I would have been. I would have been like, you know, um, let's watch this little dude die. But I didn't. I let him go. (laughs) So I saved his life. So I did the good deed. So he was a baby bird. So how the hell, like, why would he go in there? Oh, I don't know if he was a baby. 
Mm. I mean, just it's not like he gave me his ID. I don't know how old he was. Well, he was just a small bird. He was just a small bird. I don't know. You he... know all about birds, right, no. Paris? Like you've studied and you. you have some sort of PhD in birds. Yeah. What do they call? <laughs> what do they call bird people? Like I have no ornith- idea. Orin- I don't know. Orin something. Orinth- There's a word for it. I think so. Like the study oh. of birds. Ornithology. I don't know anthropology no that's a store no that's no, that's <laughs> <laughs> anthropology is a study of humans and their cultures anthropology dude. sells dresses with birds on them okay but there is actually like an education around anthropology because my husband has it so oh well, you shit. did oh dear god they okay, have cute anyways. shit <laughs> okay so anyways you saved a baby bird by shaking it out of the net. Yes. Or yes. a little bird. We don't know if it was a baby. Okay. Yeah. I just know it was a small bird and I felt well, I did. Good. So I know my heart is like growing like the Grinch, you know, like a little bit because I actually Has it gone had three sympathy. times that size. Or? It's, we're at two. Okay. Oh, we're, we're at a two. two. <laughs> we're going to get to the three. I'm okay. sure. What Maybe I'll do for that. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea yet. <laughs> I haven't figured that out. Are you kidding me? I'm still, my mind is still blown about anthropology being a real thing and not a store. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we can discuss that later. Yeah, we'll discuss it later. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Your husband was going to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was mm-hmm. going to go discover bones and, and all that shit, right? Like, Well, it, there's, there's difference between anthropology and archaeology. Oh, it shit. See, on... I'm a mess. I just messed yeah. that all up. We should probably scratch this whole podcast right now because it makes no me way. sound really dumb. No way. It's awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I messed up. I'm done. <laughs> this is why I should, I mean, this is why homeschooling is not working. <laughs> God, That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Anyways. So, um, so you're obsessed with. HelloFresh and, and Netflix. I've been obsessed with camping. This is why we know how different we are mm. as friends. We're very vastly different with our with our uh, interests, I guess. Totally. Um, but you know, I have to tell you something that's really interesting, and I don't know what the deal is with it. And I think I I think I mentioned about how much work camping is last time, or maybe at some point on our podcast. But oh, yeah. um, you did. You know, it is a lot of work, but I always feel better during a, a weekend of camping. And one of the things that I've noticed is I I sleep throughout the night and the reason I say that is at home you know if I wake up because I need to use a restroom or whatever in the middle of the night my mind just goes a million miles a minute and I can't sleep and it's it Hmm. feels like I'm having some sort of anxiety issues I don't ever like go to a doctor and have them tell me that's what the problem is but that's just how I feel (laughs) and um and I don't take medications or things like that because I like even over-the-counter sleeping meds make me super groggy in the morning so Hmm. I hate that feeling so I don't take that stuff so at home, I don't sleep. It's just very often, you know, I'll be posting things at like two, three in the morning on Facebook because I, I can't sleep. But oh, it, when I camp, I wouldn't do that. There's no way. I can't sleep either. So maybe I should go camping. Yeah. I when, I ca- when I camp, I sleep all night long. I feel fantastic. Hmm. It's just amazing. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But you need to stop um, playing. What you do is not camping. That's glamping. Okay. Uh, dude, I'm not at home. I mean, that's not it. <laughs> but I'm building myself my own little my own little home with our travel trailer. And yes, it is totally glamping. Half of my family cannot handle tent camping. And I'm getting, I feel like I'm not old, but I am just not as 
in shape, I guess, to be sleeping on the ground. But I still do it for Boy Scouts when when we are allowed to do that. We're not right. at the point of doing that right now. But um, the other half of my family is like, yeah, no, we don't do that tent business. And and living in Oregon, tent camping is really. It's just really difficult because even if you're in like a really nice tent and water's not getting inside, which is unlikely, I mean, (laughs) with the humidity, you've got all sorts of water inside, whether it's rain, whether it's condensation, whatever it is. And then you're getting wet because you're inside the tent and it could be raining because of course it rains here a lot. And then you've got to go home and you've got to set up your tent somewhere where it can dry, which you better have like a covered porch or in your garage so you don't get mildew. I did not know that. Uh huh. Jesus, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds so it, like it. <laughs> yeah, and I do that already for scouts. So if I can just continue to glamp, and I get this is one of the other big things, right? I get my kids away from electronics, no sort video of. games, sort of. Sort of. Well, we'll watch movies at night, but that's about it. We don't. Other than that, we don't do anything with electronics. I can ask them to help me with things. They are cooking. They are taking out the trash. They're doing all sorts of, and they never complain. It is the craziest thing ever. I don't have to argue with them about things. They go to bed when they're supposed to. They eat their dinners, their meals without any, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fresh air. So camping for you is like heaven. (laughs) Dude, if I could do it every single weekend, my husband would never let me, but if I could do it every single weekend, yeah, I'd be Mm. all over it. Um, but I have also, we we keep upgrading and changing things and buying new things. And so oh, the bet. new, yeah, the newest purchase is a Blackstone griddle. Now yeah. I'm guessing, yeah, no, no I, I, I don't know, know what don't. that is. I no. was just going to say, Courtney, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. So it is a 22 inch griddle. It's propane. And, um, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a cast iron stove basically, but it's 22 inches and you keep saying 22 inches and all I'm thinking of is a TV screen. <laughs> well, okay. Flat. Think of it flat. Yeah. It's huge. And, um, I, so I seasoned it today. I got it all ready. So it'll be great because we're camping next weekend. And, uh, but everybody are. in this RV group that I'm in on Facebook, everybody has these things. So I'm huh. super excited to cook on it. Cause the problem I was having, cause again, I have a tribe, right? And I have five people. Yes. You like to, you like to remind me of this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to buy a humongous barbecue because you need a big enough barbecue that holds enough heat. And so you can cook enough food for your family. And I don't like cooking things in stages. Cause then some people are eating, you're not eating together and it's takes forever. And then I'm eating and my food's cold by the end of it all, you know, that's, per- so that's I really- called being a mom. Right. But I don't <laughs> want to do that all the time. So I got this griddle and I'm super excited to use it. Cause I could cook an entire meal, multiple things on this huge ass thing. So, so I've, I've actually thought about buying a griddle. Don't ask me why, because for me in my house and I don't go camping, obviously I was going to buy it for pancakes so that I, I have an electric one for that at one time. You yeah, know I, mean? I have an electric one for that. Because my, my son's um, pancake obsession is real. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Yeah. So, but um, the other thing is, is I, I wanted to advise advise everybody in case anyone was concerned. You know, I do live outside of Portland, but I have literally no idea about the riots because I live nowhere near there. So, oh. and anyways, I think it's already camp. I think it's calming down anyways, because the feds left or whatever it was but it was funny because i keep getting messages from like friends and family they're like you need to make sure you're staying safe and i'm like 
Well, I'm I, I'm quarantining like everybody else. What do you mean? Oh, you know, Portland's on fire. And I'm like, no, no, it's really not. But, you know, media kind of makes it people get kind of, you know, into this mass hysteria because of some of the stuff that the media shows. But yeah. I live so far away from there that I'm so removed that it yeah. just it cracks me up. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It takes me 35 minutes to get to a place where there was protests. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that. So I just wanted to advise everybody, anyone that was concerned, I'm perfectly safe. So no no yeah. problems there. Well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you kind of mes- mentioned the whole, like, distance learning thing. We did find out that all of Oregon is going distance learning this next year. Super, super excited about that. I think a lot of cities it. are going to be doing that. Um, I yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, like... I'm still not even sure our um, that Clark County, Vegas, whatever, um, is going to do what they have mandated. So we'll see. I mean, it's just it's it's all up in the air. Even I mean, even my kids in private school, we'll see if it actually happens the way that they're saying that will. Um, I guess we're all just along for the ride, which really sucks. And, um, you know, I think as moms and parents, um, you know, because all the dads out there, too, um, I think you know, as a, as a whole, we should really be supporting each other and really kind of maybe reaching out even, you know, to other parents that are maybe in the same class as your kids or whatever, and just be like, Hey, how are you handling this? Cause I know in the last uh, distance learning, well, you know, last school year, um, I felt kind of dumb at times reaching out because I was like, how am I not getting this? This is like a fourth graders work. <laughs> what am I missing like for real like but you know you just got to get over it and just reach out because I guarantee you somebody else has the same questions you have and it they are struggling just as much as you are you know um I know for Courtney and I and I'm sure many people out there we all have jobs like we're all working parents and uh you know it's just It'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. You know, I know we, we had a whole episode on distance learning. So um, be looking forward to that because that's going to be coming up again. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. I I just uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to say uh, advice wise for this is number one. And I'm struggling with this myself. And I and I just kind of vocalized it for the first time last night. I had my, my book club um, meeting for the month and there was just three of us and we were obviously social distance or whatever, but I, I vocalized it for the first time. And it really, I realized how much this rang true is that I am and always have been that person that can fake it till you make it. I can put on a plaster on a smile, no matter what's happening in my life to continue to move forward and get shit done and protect my family, protect my children, protect, you know, so that they don't see the stress and anxiety that I'm going through. And I have found that I am really having a hard time um, hiding how I truly feel about distance learning. I have three children that are all going to be in different forms of school. Like I have elementary, middle school and high school. My middle schooler is just going to be learning how to, to deal with multiple teachers on distance learning. Um, my youngest struggles with math and I feel like people that have problems like she does and, um, people that don't have, you know, kids that don't have safe environments for school, kids that don't have reliable Wi-Fi and things like that, they're going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. So I am consistently feeling very, 
upset and nervous and um, anxious about this, but I am trying so hard to not show my children that. And where I typically would be like the cheerleader and being like, we've got this, everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm just not talking about it. And I know that's probably not healthy either, but I, I don't want them to feel uh, my worry. So make sure that while we're all super anxious about this and we're all upset and not knowing how we're going to manage and have so many things we have to figure out, your kids are in a whole nother bucket of worry. And so make sure you're not letting your feelings and your um, anxieties rub off on them because they don't need that, you know? And I, I try so hard. It's like my biggest goal. I don't know. So um, that's one thing. And the other thing, dude, if your kids are sick and you have school in person, do not send your kids to, to, to school sick. For Can real. we please talk about that? There's <laughs> a story real. that just came out. I can't remember. I want to say it was like Indiana or something. It started with an I, I think, the state. Wow. And um, <laughs> I can't remember. Sorry. But they went to school back in, in person. And within like the first hour or two of school, the school got a call from the health department that a student that was at school just tested positive for COVID. If your kid had to be tested for COVID, if you don't have results, that kid doesn't go to school. Right. Like, please make good decisions, people. Oh, my God. Literally. Make good choices. Make good choices. <laughs> oh, I just don't even. Like, so now that school's faced with having to quarantine all of the people that that kid came in contact with for 14 days. Mm -hmm. And while the school said they knew that it was a when, not an if, when this happened, if those parents had made a better choice. Seriously. If my kid had to get tested for COVID. And I didn't have results. No, they they're going to school. They're not going to school. Like, right. please, be responsible. I, be responsible, people. I, I am with all of you. I understand how hard it is if you have kids that, you know, you actually go to work. I'm, we're both blessed. We get to work from home, and mm -hmm. I'm super fucking thankful we have that because I don't know what I would have done, you know, distance learning at the end of the year. And I know that like probably 75% of parents out there right now are in the exact same boat that they don't know what the hell they're going to do. But if your kid is sick or possibly sick, you call your ass sick to work. You yeah. just need to be at home with your kid because you are putting so many people at risk. And now for 14 days, there's kids that don't get an education because you sent your kid who didn't have results on a COVID test. Well, didn't they have that, at least at my job, they put in place like some sort of family medical leave, not FMLA. It's aside from FMLA. It's something specifically for COVID. Like you, if you or a family member have COVID, you get some sort of leave. It's paid. It's for 14 days. So I don't know if that's the across Act? the board. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what it's called. I just know uh, that we put it in place pretty like soon after we ended up working from home. So, um, hmm. but yeah, utilize that, you know, and if you work somewhere where they don't understand, then that's not the place you should be working friend. I know you need kids. an income, but no. damn. I know. And I feel super bad. Like I get, I get it. Like I, now I work for a place where is so much flexibility that if this was to be me, Mm -hmm. I'd be fine, right? Like, yeah. I keep my kid home. I deal with the situation. I'm fine. But I, and I understand that not everybody has that ability, but you have to figure something out because you can't be putting your kid into a situation where you're now risking everybody else. You just can't do that. And it used to be, oh, my kid doesn't have a fever. They have a cough and they're sick to their stomach, but they don't have a fever, so I'm going to send them to school. No, 
no more. We can't do that anymore. Courtney has put her foot down. I you dare send your fucking well, kid to school. I get super frustrated. <laughs> and here's why I get frustrated. And, and, and we have just gone on so long, but I have to say this. So my kids and my family, we stay extremely healthy. My husband works out of the home. He has tons of exposure to people. Mm-hmm. And then when we were before COVID, when we were working in an office, I had tons of exposure to people. But the only time my family ever gets ill is right after any sort of school break. So after spring Uh break, after summer, after Christmas break, whatever it is, my kids get back into school and they get around all these freaking kids full of germs. Mm -hmm. And because there are kids that are being sent to school sick and they all three bring home something and it, and then it rotates through my entire family. And we're little petri dishes. They are. But if we as parents made better, try to make better choices. I, again, I get it. Not everyone has that flexibility, but try to make better choices. We could possibly minimize the illness that is going through school. And now, especially with COVID, Oh my God, your kid got tested for COVID and you sent them to school. <laughs> I'm like banging my head against a wall about that. So yeah, if your right. kids are going to school, you're blessed, but please make good choices. Yes. So I am currently removing the soapbox from under, yes. uh, Courtney. Please. <laughs> All right. So let's get on with this. All right. So I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one cub and I've been married to my husband for 11 years. I have been trying my best to get out of the quarantine depression. Womp womp. It's not working out that well, but I have started working out. So that's, that has actually helped me quite a bit. Um, you know, cause wine isn't working anymore. <laughs> I never thought I would say that out loud. I know, right? I know. But I do need to stop buying shit online because the reality is I can't even go anywhere to show it off. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I fucking bought it. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to get retrained to wear high heels again because um, I can't do it. Like walking in oh. normal flats, even flat shoes. Like I went out and I'm like, what is wrong with my feet? <laughs> I'm super surprised because you were all over the heels. Like I know. I- I don't understand how you can't. Uh, well, anyways, um, I'm Courtney, the working mom to three minions. Um, I am, you know, working from home, obviously. And it used to be my dream because we, you know, the job I had before I worked home from home. Uh, but now maybe it's because I'm being forced to do it. It feels way more <laughs> stressful than going to the office. And I never thought I'd miss an office. I never thought I would. So, um, but I've been married for 12 years and my husband is a rock star essential worker. Oh, and speaking of the stilettos, I I never wear heels. Yet, for some reason, Paris and I are still friends. That's weird. It is weird. weird. But you know Strange. what? The, in my memory, when I remembered you wearing stilettos, you were super hot. I'm just oh, saying. Whatever. Like, you strutted. It's so uncomfortable. Oh my God. Courtney's got a cute butt, and they're super cute when she wears oh, those wow. stilettos. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just okay, putting it out far. there. Too far. All right. All right. So social media is our topic for today. And there are so many things that we could cover on this for reals, but we want to be a little bit more specific on the negativity and the bullshit stories versus the real stories on social media. I seriously end up feeling like a fact checker on the daily. It's exhausting. I think these days it's funny because social media, I feel like is completely different than what we found it to be like just in like 2019. Mm -hmm. It is full of craziness on the daily. Um, I take a lot of breaks personally because I, I need that mental break. I literally don't like even see like social media influencers anymore because I think that 
I mean, I don't think that they even have anything to say with everything going on with the, in the world anymore. They're so like they're us. They're like, tired. Yeah. They're like, we give up. We're done. Um, and, and I guess unless they shift like their subject matter to being super positive, many people just don't even want to like talk about ta- talking about COVID either. They don't want to touch that um, because it's become so politicized. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally, I'm always like, I'm, I censor myself a lot about what I post on Facebook. So I am totally one of those people now, though now that like just post my best life (laughs) that's all i do (laughs) it seems like everything is super amplified on social media now and no one is safe i think if this pandemic had been like 20 20 years ago um or even 10 years ago people wouldn't be so damn crazy or maybe they would have i don't know i have no idea no, I totally agree with that because information is so like readily available to people's fingertips now. But the problem is, is that so much of that information isn't accurate. And I can't tell you, oh, my God, how many times I see people sharing memes as fact. <laughs> oh, no. Like I, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's more of like a detriment to the general public to have so much information thrown at them constantly. Cause oh, not, yeah. you're not you're not lying on that one. The misinformation is a plenty on social media. That's for sure. I now read people's posts and think, um, how many people are going to get offended by this post? Like for reals. It's kind of fun sometimes to watch the comments. That's that's kind of a party sometimes. <laughs> you just, the popcorn, you, know, you put the yes. popcorn gif up where you're just eating popcorn in the, yeah. That's so me. funny. You know, the best is when people post something that is clearly been photoshopped and you know, I look at it and say, oh, pumpkin, you don't really believe this, right? But the sad thing about most of those posts is they do. They 100% believe it. (laughs) You know, these people that create some of this content know what they're doing. And they're going to fool a bunch of people, you know, that are naive and maybe not, you know, so savvy and don't know any better. I know that for me, when social media became a thing, I was still pretty young and Courtney, that makes you super young. (laughs) Um, And certainly young enough to have learned all the stupid things that people try to do to bait you, you know, especially those unknowing people who are not, you know, as well versed with the social media stuff. I know that I see a lot of the older generation and no offense, I swear. But when I say older, I mean mostly like the 60 year olds and up that are on social media. These are the ones that were in their 40s when social media became, you know, it really hit its stride at that point. And I'm sure most of them thought it was silly and just a world wide web fad. (laughs) Like MySpace, that was a fad. For sure. Well, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've told you this story before. It's funny because how things have changed so much in social media. But when MySpace was a thing, mm-hmm. I was single. I you know, didn't. I was way younger. And I actually met a group of people in person that I met on MySpace. I drove uh, from Phoenix, Arizona to California to go to a weekend, like, house party thing with people I had never met in person. Picked up somebody <laughs> I had never met in my car and drove like through the night to get to this party. And thank God I didn't get murdered. I mean, now like that would be so stupid, so stupid. But at that time, I don't know if it's just that like it took time for, um, you know, all the crazies, uh, crazies to hit Mm -hmm. the social media and start catfishing and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, luring people to murder them and all that stuff. Maybe it just took time. But at that time, I, it never even occurred to me that it was a problem. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I ever told you that story, but that was back when MySpace was a thing. I'm still friends with those people too. 
Like Jeez. I still see them in person sometimes. It, they all ended up being normal. Thank, thank God. God. No one <laughs> tried to kill me. But anyways, I 100% believe that there are people out there that literally create content for social media just specifically to set off some sort of false theories. I don't oh, know what they get sure. out of it. Maybe they think it's funny. I, I'm not even sure. It's either to create those theories, though, and then have them, like, run rampant through the, the social media, or I also think that it could be a distraction from something else that is happening. Hmm. Um, and I see that a lot with political posts. So, like, especially with the political climate that the U.S. is in right now, it co- I mean, every single one of these posts I see, it creates drama. <laughs> and um, the other problem, too, I think, is that with COVID, there are so there's just so much misinformation out there that that misinformation then will feed into someone's bias. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't matter whether it's based on real science or not. It, it agree. It helps them like leverage whatever bias they have. So that's what they're going to believe. For and sure. I think it, that's bad. Social media is the science. It's it's um, what do you call it? What am I trying to say? It is against science almost. Like yeah. some of the things are for science on social, but here lately it seems like it's all against um, scientific fact, right? Right. So, you know, I find myself looking hard for the stories that um, and photos that bring me joy. I'd rather look for those now. You know, it's super hard to, to do these days. I have unfollowed a bunch of people during quarantine. Sorry, but you don't even know who you are. <laughs> Uh (laughs) so i want you know i want to look for the posts with puppies and people having babies you know the happy times in life i get super giddy when i see people still getting married in quarantine and how you know unique they are getting with their venue of choice and their decor with less people it means more money for elaborate flowers and tablescapes i guess so courtney and i we love weddings oh yes we love weddings yes and the quarantine weddings are pretty awesome and they always do make me smile because it is like it's a happy time. It's a, it's a joyous time for a, a couple. I, and I mean, what a great memory to have. One day you will like definitely be sharing that with your kids and probably your grandkids. Think about the chance of saying, well, you think this is bad. Your dad and I got married during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know. I don't, I don't want to imagine. I don't, I'm already been married, so I don't need to, you know, go down that road. <laughs> uh, but you know, what has been super grounding for me on social media Facebook memories. Oh, man, looking back at your life, you know, is is pretty awesome. But sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow because there's a lot of things I clearly took for granted. You know, I took so many trips and I've been so many places that now I have such gratitude for all the blessings that I've had in the past. It's like, I can't wait to get on another cruise ship. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, man. And actually, it's been really hard for me. I mean, I love the memories. I always love seeing how my children have grown and all that stuff. But I really hate seeing any sort of vacation or special times that we just can't have right now. It makes it just really kind of puts me in the dumps. I'm probably just I'm probably just too far on the depression side of quarantine. Um, <laughs> but I do browse my memories more than I browse my actual Facebook feed. I would say that same. Mm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, speaking of kids growing, I swear that all of our kids have grown five years in age <laughs> since quarantine started. I see so many of my, you know, so many kids on my social that I'm like, who is that teenager? Weren't they like five years old, five months ago? And now they're, (laughs) now they're fucking grown, you know, like what the fuck? Yours is shaving now. How the hell did that happen? Like when, what? No, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, he, so he's been taller than me for like a year now. And, and now he thinks it's super funny to kiss me on the forehead because he doesn't have to like strain to do that. He doesn't have to get on his tippy toes or anything. He just kiss. He thinks it's the funniest thing. Ugh, whatever. And he's shaving. I just, I feel 
really overwhelmed with the changes in him, which again, it doesn't help my quarantine feelings right now. It's not good, man. Okay. So Facebook accuracy, let's get back on track. All right. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. Not about our kids growing up. Oh no. Anyways, do you believe, um, in Snopes anymore? Because, you know, you almost have to dig and dig and dig for truths that they don't even seem like the truth when you actually find the facts. <laughs> it's horrible. I think we should all go back to the days of Encyclopedia Britannica. You know, if it's in print, it must be fact. Or at least that's the way it seems to me. So digital can be changed in seconds, in a matter of seconds. And I'm in digital media, so I know that for a fact. <laughs> And and Courtney used to be in digital media herself, so she yep. knows how quick we can change stuff. So yep. no one should trust Wikipedia. Sorry, Wikipedia. I know you're trying to get $5 or something every time somebody logs in, but no, you're not taking my money. Um, because, hello, anyone can write that shit. You guys just don't even, like, try to find out who wrote it, or maybe they do. I don't know. I'm totally lying. But anyways, <laughs> you might as well believe that it, you know, whatever's on the onion at this point, you know, is the onion even a site anymore? I don't even know. Well, if you do believe in Snopes, there's always going to be that person that doesn't, right? So, and that is kind of, that's kind of the problem. Even if there are supporting sources to support what Snopes comes up with, which typically you can find, like they'll put their, their source data in their, when they're proving something, you know, false or true. Uh Um, A person that is just set, you know, on their opinion or beliefs, they're not going to, they're rarely going to change their mind. So this is why I, I just don't get into any sort of discussions on Facebook. It's just pointless, I think. I don't, yeah. I don't, just don't do it. Okay, so I had to go look and see if The Onion was still a site, and it sure is. The headline on there right now is, uh, Federal agents drive three hours away from Portland before realizing abducted protester is still in the back seat. Okay, so that shit's funny. <laughs> okay, I really, I do want to say, though, that I hope most people realize The Onion is satire. However, I just... I feel that hope might be falsely placed. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Courtney and I do not talk about politics or our views on our podcast, we are not going to get all into the social media uproar going on right now, which I know everybody knows it's a plenty. Uh, but we do what we do want to say is, you know, if you don't like what someone is saying, unfollow them. It's pretty simple. Uh, they'll never even know that you you unfollowed them and you know they never need to know that you don't agree with their views at that point you know just they'll just stop seeing you like their shit (laughs) yeah i've had to do quite a few people as of late and people that i either are family members or have been friends for like half my life i've had to do this and honestly it's better for my mental health also here's the other thing take a break from social media just trust me you'll feel a hundred percent better i try to not scroll like on the weekends i won't scroll through the facebook feeds i will just look at my notifications see if anyone is directly speaking to me and then other than that i just look at nothing um and honestly if i didn't have business stuff that i did on facebook i would be so tempted just to turn facebook off but i have business stuff and i've just found by by really dedicating my mind to this way of looking at Facebook, especially on the weekends, it has just made me feel better about my own life, feel better in my own space. So just think about doing that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. If I didn't have a business, um, I probably would try to turn off my social media as well. But I do, you know, it's our livelihoods. So or our side hustle, let me not say our side livelihoods. Hustle. We yeah. actually have real jobs. <laughs> yeah, that too. But we have many side hustles, apparently. Mm-hmm. But anyways, if 
you follow a person on social media that makes you feel more depressed or sad about being on lockdown slash quarantine, unfollow their asses too. Don't use social media as your only window to the world either. If you, you know, really want to know shit, then go to your favorite news outlet or maybe don't do that either because you might like fake news for all I know. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You do you. You know, you believe whatever you want to believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. Just go a little beyond the meme that gets you so worked up. Don't let those fake photoshopped photos get you just out on that ledge. We all have the same information at our fingertips. So if something really makes you mad or upset and you want to know about it, do your research. We all have had to do that in our lives. Like we, I mean, we didn't even have internet research when we were kids like right like you said the encyclopedias um or how about this just ignore it all because that works for me yeah or you know delete social media altogether if that makes you happy the end (laughs) (laughs) or just turn social media into what makes you happy and because you're in control it's your world so yeah yeah all right so that's it at the end of the day we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together lipstick off our teeth Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. (laughs) If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast, please email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week, we promise, for a brand new episode. (laughs) And if you like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out.